Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215 All around the globe in every area code Online, on air, whatever the mode Days and nights, live or recorded Listeners rewarded with the rawness Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand Peace to every geek we stand for From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor We about to catch wreck Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Hey, what's up, Triple Nation? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Triple. And we are... Hey, there he is. There he is. We are back, as promised. Uh, not You know, just a little later, but... As promised, we're back with round two. I can never get this how I got to be in the camera. Uh, round two of our animated madness coming to you live via Facebook into the Triple Nation Facebook group. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bad Triple, and I am joined as I was yesterday by... J.D. <laughs> uh, J.D. appears frozen on my screen. Anybody else? Oh, did you He's, not hear that? He is unfrozen now. So, JD, introduce yourself once more. I'm Johnny Destructo from the Cult Pop Podcast Network. I also own Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, a comic shop at 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA. Uh, I'm an illustrator and a graphic designer, and uh, uh, that's it. Uh, oh, I'm also the Thwip Tribble. Ah. Uh, I'm Brian Lieb from Existence. You know, ah. reality and uh, life in general. I am, uh, <laughs> I don't know, philosopher, man about town. <laughs> well, man around, you know. Uh, commentator on life, designer, whatever. Just, I like to be fun. <laughs> and J- JD and Brian, they're burying the lead, ladies and gentlemen, along with our friend Noel are the host of, of Spoiler Alert on the Cold Pop Go podcast network. I uh, Where we uh, review comic books, new comic books every week. Uh, it actually was the creation of JD, and I, we were very ecstatic, all three of us, to join him in this mission when he asked us to come upon his longtime podcast to... Uh, bring it a little bit of um, newer, fresher energy. And we yeah. said, sure. Yeah. Merry <laughs> I would just say. Today, just today, we did like a two-hour podcast talking about the TKO Presents uh, publishing line of comic books, which yeah. uh, we turns out we like all of them. So um, if you like, uh, if you're looking for new books that you haven't read because they stopped coming out on a weekly basis, go to tkopresents.com and any order that you place through them if you type in the name of your local comic shop they will give that comic shop half of the uh half of the money that you spend so for instance if you were to 
choose Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, you would let them know that, and they would send me $10 of your $20 order. Yep. Very generous. So, yeah. so you can choose Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex or, or um, even Amalgam Comics and Coffee Houses up there as well. And like we said, you cannot go wrong with a TKO book. There is something for you. It doesn't matter what genre you like. You like action adventure. You like horror. You like sci-fi. They've You like crime. They've got something for everybody there. We just read eight titles and all of them were great. If you Easy. like crime, you'll like one of these books. That's yeah. what I was laughing at. If, if you, you are a criminal it. who yeah. reads. And you really like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly what I said. Um, but, but right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for round two of the Animated Madness. We're having a cool tournament. We did round one yesterday here on Facebook, uh, and it will be going up on a Black Tribble's podcast feed sometime later today. And we're here back for round two. And what this is, is we are taking cartoons from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and we're 90s, and even today, uh, some of the greatest cartoons of all time. And we're putting them up once against one another to see how they rank as far as style, story, longevity, what they say about the, the culture in general, and seeing who goes on. The premise is 64 animated cartoons are on one network but only one can be prime time how does this network run its programming business <laughs> is this one cartoon going to just be playing on repeat from the hours of eight to ten the other ones are on at different times well depending on how long this show how long the number one lasts uh, that could, that be, could be a real good thing that could be a long time that could be a very long time, you know. So uh, stop with all your nitpicking over there, Brian, and let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the first uh, the first match in our second round, which is Star Wars Clone Wars from two thousand eight, the two thousand eight Star Wars Clone Wars show versus Samurai Jack. Watch out. Oh. oh wait a minute let me just double check this is the clone wars by gendy tartakovsky no I think it's the other one. no this is the other one this is the one from 2008 well then you got to give it to dendy tartakovsky who did uh samurai yeah. jack this is the one you're not voting for right yes <laughs> uh yeah. really i see now i me myself i'm a star wars fan sure but i'm not a, a diehard star wars fan so mm -hmm. that means that I never really got into any of the animated series. Mm -hmm. So I didn't watch Star Wars from from 2003. I mean, Clone Wars from 2003 or mm -hmm. 2008. But mm -hmm. I was always led to believe that the 2008 one was the one that people prefer. And, and is that incorrect? My understanding is that it wasn't as good to start with. And then it got really good and people really love it. I think it's still going on in some form now. Um, the 2003 one, I liked what I saw, but it was hard to catch because they were like five minutes at the beginning or end. Right, of a little snippets, yeah. right. Right, right. And um, the 2003 one was done with more or less traditional animation as opposed to 2008 because that's computer animation. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the 2003 was more, I would say, an experiment um, yeah. where they... Um, they gave it to Tendi Kartikovsky, and he just did little 
three to five minute segments that yeah. all eventually piece together into one um, longer um, animation. So mm -hmm. you would catch them in between the episodes um, that were running on that channel. Was it Cartoon Network? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was more of an experiment than something like um, yeah. long lasting. Um, but my problem with Clone Wars is that I tried it when it first started and I was bored to tears. And um, I've never been a lot. I've never been like a hardcore Star Wars guy. I've never really delved into the um, now it's called Legends. But at the time, I think it was called like the Extended Universe. Mm -hmm. And th those were never for me. But. Ever since the sequel trilogy started up, I have been enjoying. I've gone back to try and watch Clone Wars. Mm. My all-time favorite Star Wars cartoon is called Rebels. Mm. Oh yeah, you you takes you, place. You love yourself some Rebels. I rep hard for Rebels, man. That's the jam. So, um, but yeah, still to this day, Clone Wars is fine. Um, it doesn't keep my attention. Every so often, I'll force myself to go back and watch a couple of episodes, but. Um, yeah, if you're going to put it up against Samurai Jack, which is a groundbreaking uh, animated series, uh, yeah. there's no, there's no, um, there's no choice to be made at Samurai Jack for sure. I agree with JD. I mean, Samurai Jack is one of the greatest animations of all time, in my opinion. Up to really, now. really, I don't know what will come in the future, but uh, so far, <laughs> that's um, I really love it. It's cinematographically amazing. And to even comment on the cinematography of a cartoon, mm -hmm. I don't know that I ever did that before. Right. You know, before Samurai Jack, um, like they they use awesome camera angles. That's not what they're doing. They're drawing it in a certain perspective. You know what I mean? Right. And right. They, I talk about it like it is a filmed show. Mm -hmm. um, the character is heartening. He's a great guy. The story is cool. Where they've got a goal, but it doesn't dominate. You know, there's a lot of episodes that that start off with him failing and then the whole story takes place. Mm -hmm. uh, some of my favorite animated episodes of anything are Samurai Jack. So yeah. and I never saw Clone Wars. Uh, Donald Kyle is writing in. Nice to see you all again. Nice and, to see you too, uh, Dom. <clears throat> yeah. Clone Wars 2003 was kind of a prequel of sorts for 2008. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of uh, Samurai Jack. Um I'm going to give this one to Samurai Jack because cool. primarily because, and I know this is heresy for some people, I don't believe that it needs to be anything uh, Star Wars except for the movies, but that's just me. Heresy. <laughs> and, 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 and yet it is, it is, it has been said next, next up. Hold on. Melissa gum says my vote is for Samurai Jack. So Fantastic. she knows what she's talking about. Excellent. That's right. That's why she's my favorite Melissa. Next up, we have SpongeBob SquarePants versus Attack on Titan. Mm. Now, SpongeBob, mm. I, I don't I believe I can't say this. SpongeBob SquarePants is a Nickelodeon uh, animated series, probably their greatest animated series, if not one of their greatest series of all time um that is about a square sponge who lives in the sea and um gets into crazy adventures with his with um with squidward and um oh, i'm drawing a, a blank on the, the starfish name patrick. Uh, patrick patrick uh it uh, in bikini bottom that's where they live <laughs> uh it is as surreal as surreal gets isn't he more of a rectangular bob 
Yeah. No, he's a square. He's, he's a square. A, he's a square. He is even on all sides. Interesting. And he, squares are rectangles, but you know. Squares aren't rectangles. All squares are rectangles. No, they're not. They absolutely are. They have four angles. <laughs> they um well, that's not what rect that's not the prefix rect, but all it's one of the classic all squares are rectangles, not all rectangles are squares kind of thing. I don't agree. I did not know that. I can sure. tell you that uh, my first experience of SpongeBob SquarePants in the way way back machine was our friend was uh, drunk in the back seat and she was excited to tell us about this cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants and she started she tells she's telling us and telling us about it and I'm up in the front seat driving because I'm usually the the designated driver and I'm listening to her and it just sounds like absolute nonsense <laughs> and uh, eventually I go this this isn't real you're just making this up right and she goes no 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 no. And the, the 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 theme music goes SpongeBob SquarePants, and I'm like, you're just saying that's I know, not right? a theme song. You're still you haven't convinced me. This is still just made up. Uh, but that being said, um, I have only watched maybe one episode of SBSP, and uh, it it was fine. It was funny. It was cute. Um, and I have probably less experience with Attack on Titan. I watched like one episode of that, and. Again, it was fine. Um, so I'm probably going to give it to SpongeBob just because of the more that it's more of a universal cartoon than Attack on Titan. Well, let me give because I don't know if B is familiar with Attack on Titan, but Attack on Titan is an an uh, anime show that is set in a fantasy world where humanity lives within territories surrounded by three enormous walls that protect them from gigantic man-eating humanoids referred to as Titans. Um, it is based on a manga. It, um, it premiered in. And and it's a very acclaimed manga, and the series itself it is. is heralded as one of the better yeah. animes uh, ever. Um, and People I will, it. I will co-sign for it. Uh, um, I didn't finish it, but I did watch all of the first season, and it really was just a matter of just you know falling into other stuff. Hmm. But it is a visually stunning show the storytelling does not take any um shorts um it is mature it is heartbreaking it's it's contemplative it's it really it's the real deal it's it's okay. the real deal nice. i'm not a big fan of the animation style of attack on titan for some reason really but, i mean I wonder if that's part of the effect is because it's it's a very unsettling show and the things that happen are quite gruesome. So I wonder if mm -hmm. part of the animation style is to make you uncomfortable. Mm. And also, unlike uh, um, most anime, e even if they are set in a fantasy world, this one, the world still feels a little a little down to earth so that you can uh, relate to it yet it has more of a steampunk feel to it yeah. as opposed to a, a wholly futuristic feel to it it is it's it's great stuff and attack on titan i love sponge spongebob squarepants culturally it probably they both resonate culturally for different reasons so it's kind of hard to judge but i think culturally you probably do have to give the the nod to spongebob but I'm me myself. I'm going to give it to uh, Attack on Titans because SpongeBob yeah. sometimes, as crazy as it is, can be hit or miss with his comedy. Um, Attack on Titans, I every episode was just 
reeling me in more and more. Melissa says, SpongeBob is a drug-induced fantasy, LOL, and it's hilarious. And then Khalif says, Attack on Titan. But somebody said, Boo, Attack on Titan. Boo? Yeah. I didn't see that. We can't see. uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just see Facebook user. That's why I have it up on yeah, and I, I, I just yeah, refreshed yeah. it. Melissa is the one that said boo on Attack on Titan. And Khalif um, is the one that's heralding Khalif um, Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. I just want to give a real quick shout out to Khalif because his name hasn't been mentioned here on, on anything Black Tribbles for a little bit. Um, Khalif, when we did our first live event, was a was a guy, we, we were very new in doing our show. This was back in 2011. And we did an event at um, Uncanny Comics um, in Plymouth Meeting. And Khalif was the first person outside of like our our, our family or whatever yeah. who who we actually met. Our first fan uh, who we on. met. Um, yeah. And uh, he he's always stood out um, to to all of us at, for that. We've always got a, a soft spot in our hearts. So what's up, Khalif? Love you, dog. Cool, cool. I could. Um, so I haven't really, I remember seeing a few Attack on Titan, like, commercials on Adult Swim, I think, or whatever. Uh, I'm not even sure, given your description, if I'm remembering the right show. SpongeBob SquarePants, I was definitely not in the target demographic for, I was a little (laughs) older. But I've seen a couple of episodes, and I had that much experience. I appreciate the complexity and quality of the humor, like Bikini Bottom being under the Bikini Atoll. You know, um, uh, where they tested some nuclear bombs. Uh, right. I think that's like, oh. yeah, I think that's yeah. why yeah. these things are happening there, I believe. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got stuff like that, like interesting kind of um, cool. deeper layers, you know. Um, oh. So given that, I'm going to go SpongeBob SquarePants. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, says, AKA I Tribble. That's right. He is I Tribble. That mm-hmm. is it. Very Excellent. true. Uh, so it looks like uh, SpongeBob took that one two to one. Wow. Indeed. The All right. Something can win unless it's unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> to, be fa- to be fair, I kind of saw that it going that way, but uh, I'm not mad at it. Uh, next up, Pokemon versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Now, here's the thing, because it's not spelled out. I think in fair, well, Okay, I think I think this is actually a good one to judge because both of these shows have had so many different iterations that I think we can pretty much just we can now with this really vote on their impact on the culture mm. as opposed to the different shows because one show, you know, that that would be harder to judge. True. And so we're doing like the totality of Pokemon against the totality of. I think we I think we can with this one, I think so. only because it is going against Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which has had like about seven different shows in itself. Right, and that's what we did. We did it a little bit with Looney Tunes and with Scooby Doo yesterday. Right, yeah. that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. We did did that with Scooby Doo. Because of that, I will start off. I'm going to give the vote. I'm going to give my vote to Pokemon. Ooh, and here's the here's the reason why. Just when you think, at least me, think that Pokemon is not really a thing, a couple of years ago, they put out an app where you can be walking around, grabbing a Pokemon, and damn if the whole world 
was I remember because my daughter was her first visit home from the Air Force with her husband was right around the time when that app came out. They came in, dropped off their stuff and said, Dad, love you. Gave me a hug and a kiss and said, I'll be right back. We're <laughs> in the middle of a Pokemon hunt and I see a ton on this street. And they went walking all across the park that was across the street from me, snatching up Pokemons. So you cannot tell me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle has not hit the culture as big as Pokemon. I got to agree with you, man. Uh, as much as I want to, I'm personally going to give it to TMNT because of how it has affected me personally. Um, and the cartoon and the live action movie and all the action figures and all that sort of stuff. Even a lot of the more recent animated series have been just top notch. Um, obviously, it has to go to Pokemon if we're just talking about cultural relevance because of everything you just said. 100%. But for me, if, if we're just choosing between those two cartoons, I, I've never watched Pokemon cartoon. I'm well aware of it from like memes and, and different clips and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, that, you know, I even kind of want to see the um, Detective Pikachu, Ryan yeah. Reynolds live action movie. So do I. <laughs> yeah, it looks actually genuinely good. Yeah. Um, but I, since you're saying we're only doing cultural relevance, Pokemon wins. Wait, I don't think we're only doing cultural relevance. No, you're taking. I mean, yeah. I think you have to take it in the totality. Yeah, the totality. Oh well, yeah. So Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, you're giving it to Pokemon. Yeah, because it's if we're not doing personal and we're just doing the total sum of all of it, it's got to be Pokemon. Oh, okay. Um, so I uh, here's a counterpoint. Pokemon has branched out into that. TMNT, I think, deserves some credit for starting out as a one-off parody of a different property that's true becoming this like megalithic you know cultural force at a time when cultural forces were a little different there was no app for tmnt in the 80s you know what i mean like you yeah. couldn't do that but they have a whole line of comics that goes in real dark and strange directions that i've never read yeah. they they spawned so many i mean street sharks you know <laughs> that wouldn't true. have been without tmnt <laughs> without teenage mutant ninja Turtles. Not that, it, not that the street sharks are a high watermark for me personally, but just there's so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, I never watched a lot of Pokemon. TMA, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles were not my favorites, but I liked them. I'm going to go Ninja Turtles. It doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for people who don't know... Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started off as a um, parody of Marvel's Daredevil comics. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, yeah. And it's yeah. the same ooze that empowers Daredevil, drips down into the sewer, and yep. empowers them. Stick, splinter, foot clan, hand, you know, yep. all that stuff. I, yeah. I was flabbergasted when I found that out in the 90s. I was like, what? I, it all lights up. I yeah. Yeah. Um, Khalif says the first live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the 90s is the best movie to watch on Father's Day. I imagine Splinter as my dad. Me and my three bros are the turtles. In birth order, I'd be Raphael. Nice. Uh, and Donald says, pop culture, I said Pokemon gets it. Not by much, though. Yeah, not by much. Not by much, because to Brian's point, you have to give TMNT at least... Um, a point in their favor it started off as the parody of daredevil it, it's no um we're not lying when we say it has surpassed daredevil like yeah. most people like you said jay-z they don't even remember that they don't yeah. know that it's yeah, it's, it's, it's 
it's surpassed what it was parodying, you know? So, yeah. um, also, um, I think it, it, it's a good point. The four turtles are named after four notable artists. Yes. You know what I mean? And a lot of people probably know those names because of the Ninja Turtles. And maybe yeah. some of those people then expanded their knowledge about that, you know? And yet, Pokemon takes the win. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon takes the win. Uh, next up, we have... Oh, I know where I know where uh, JD's going on this one. We have Rocky and Bullwinkle mm. versus you like Rocky and Bull? Beavis and Butthead. Oh, I'm gonna stick my tongue out of both of those. Mm. What? <laughs> have you seen Rocky and Bullwinkle as an adult? Because no. oh, there is some. That's what made me think to put it on the list. Len had already put it on the list, so it wasn't necessary. But <laughs> I suggested it. Um, it is really clever uh, for an adult. Um, oh yeah, there's like it's it's maybe the first cartoon that did that, where it also yes, it was to adults. Um, and I yeah, it was on Adult Swim a while ago. And there's like, oh, uh, they did these alternate titles, and I forget what the it was like something something uh, about a coin or heads you lose, and it was also like <laughs> they're on the chopping block or something like that. Oh, cute! It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's they're information too in the time travel. Oh yeah, I mean, to think of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, is it, it? It was ahead of its time mm-hmm. in that it was trying to appeal to kids as well as uh, adults. Um, the animation style, hey, the animation is what it was. It was it was animation on a cheap, but it was it still had its charm to it. You know what I mean? Because there were plenty of people who were trying to mock that animation style, and they weren't getting it right. Um, and that show in and of itself gave us Mr. Peabody. So, I mean, look, whereas Beavis and Butthead was just gross out dumb humor, who, which is more notable for giving us Daria than anything else in its oh, entire, really? yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> that, 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 that's, to me, that's the only thing that it's, it's cool for. I didn't know she came from that show. I don't think I ever saw a full episode of Beavis and Butthead. I was immediately turned off when I saw the first thing I, you know, like some commercial or whatever. I was, I mean, I wasn't an MTV guy anyway, but I saw it and I was like, this is not for me. Could have been well done. I don't know. A lot yeah, of people. I was, but, I was yeah. never a fan of either of these shows. I didn't watch hardly any of either of it. I tried Beavis and Butthead and I was like, oh, cool, music video. Oh, they're just talking over it. Great. Um, it wasn't a show that I found particularly clever or funny. It was sort of bottom of the barrel humor as far as I was concerned, even as a, as a young teenager. So yeah, I didn't, I, I, if I have to give a vote, I guess, uh, fuck Rocky and Bullwinkle, just cause I'm picking them out of the hat. It's unanimous. Rocky, Rocky and Butthead. Uh, Beavis and Bullwinkle. Beavis and Bullwinkle. <laughs> All right, so Bullwinkle moves on. Uh, next, we have oh, it is the oh wow, it's the the uh, contest of champions as we have Justice League Unlimited versus X Men. Which X Men? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's the one we got to go with. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, JD, which way are you going with this oh, one? Oh, I'm man? going JL Unlimited all day, son. 
No, I, I can. I, I do know the X-Men theme music and it occasionally gets stuck in my head uh, to an infuriating degree. But <laughs> Yale Unlimited is the show for me. I, I, I know uh, I used to like X-Men, the animated series way back in the day, but the animation was so shoddy. Oh, um, you know, shadows would be there and then would disappear. It just felt very cheap. Um, it was it was cool that there was an X-Men cartoon for me to watch. But overall, I don't think it holds up very well. And even as a kid, I was like, oh, this animation is brutal. Um, but JL Unlimited will go down as one of my favorite series. Um, the That's the one where um, each one was a one-shot kind of about a different, more obscure character, right? It was the second iteration. There was Justice League yeah. in it. But they did, I believe... No, that might have been the second season of the first one. But there was one where there was like an uh, overarching story, yeah. which is so rare in a cartoon. But, well, it's not that rare. But um, Cadmus was involved. Uh, that was Justice League Unlimited. That was Unlimited? Yeah, yeah it yeah, was Justice I mean, League Unlimited. It really doesn't matter which one you're picking, Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. They're both great. Um, so I'm going to give it to JL, JLU. Hmm. Yeah, I would give it to Justice League Unlimited as well because, I mean – uh, when you think of especially unlimited because justice league was good it was mm -hmm. great but for those two seasons it was seven heroes justice league unlimited gave you damn near all, the entire dc universe they were playing with yeah. and you you loved it one of the best episodes are the one where they have like kind of like this foe want to be suicide squad type of type of team yeah. and they they sneak onto their um satellite and they take out the vigilante and the uh shining um shining knight um and i think they take out stars and stripe as well because they basically take out heroes who would make up in the comics the seven soldiers of victory mm. um it, it's one of the the best episodes i mean there's so many so many good episodes mm. and the act that X-Men show, as much as everybody heralds that that music, and the music is iconic and it's catchy and it's funky. But if the animation for your intro is still not great, <laughs> then you can't make it. Because if nothing else, you should be able to spend if you blow your load on the intro alone, you it might win. But the intro animation still wasn't all that great. <laughs> So no, I gotta get. Yeah, if you think if you think back to GI Joe, their animation intro was top notch. You know, GI Joe and Transformers at least yes. had just a plus intro animation, and this one was still like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You someday um, I I don't know if you, any, either of you have ever checked it out. There was a um, a short run anime, and I don't I don't even know if it actually got made or it was like just a few episodes. Short run X Men anime that was done. And if you can just like Google on YouTube, like the intro to that, imagine that with the music from yeah. the 80s cartoon and you'll be like, that's the X-Men that you want. Now, there was an X-Men cartoon that I really enjoyed, but I'm having trouble remembering it. It was maybe 15 years ago. What was it? Was it Evolution? Oh, Evolution. Yeah. Yo, I loved Evolution. Yeah, where they're all in high school still. Yeah, that was and great. Wolverine's kind of like the leader. He's the stuff. teacher. Yeah, the yeah, one that one was good. Cool too. Uh, Wolverine and the X Men was cool. Melissa says X Men the animated series was my introduction to Storm and made me get into comics. 
that's notable. That's awesome. That's big. Yeah, yeah. And probably true for many, many, many people. Oh, um, Len, do you remember Dommel's asking, my favorite was the time-traveling ones, especially where they brought in Hal Jordan. The ones in Future Time. Oh, yes. Adult Static was in that one. Oh. And, and Beyond was in that one. Oh. I forgot oh. about that, yeah. And, and like, time kept flipping. You got to see Hal for a couple of seconds, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. made – that's when they first made the illusion, illusion to um, – uh, 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 that you knew that John Stewart was eventually going to get back with Hawk Girl because right. that Hawk guy was like their, like their son. Um, yeah, I believe was in the Justice League in Batman, the Justice League Unlimited in Batman Beyond. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I, I was so teetering on the edge at the beginning of this, and I think I was going to fall on the side of X Men because I mean, which. I am so much more a DC guy than a Marvel guy, but that cartoon was good. And I did like the art, you know, as, as a kid. And it was like, it looked like it was in comics and it was new as opposed to the like older, you know, stuff at that time from the eighties or whatever. And they did sprawling stories and they did uh, obscure characters. But the more I thought about Justice League Unlimited, that show is amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, it did have the whole cast of characters. If we want to throw in, I mean, the where uh, Flash beat, where Brainiac and Luther merge, it was from Justice. Oh League. yes, cool. yes. I, that. So I could install myself in the Android. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Flash looks like he's running away, and then he but he's zooming back in, and he takes a piece of him off every time. My God, I got chills every time I every time I think about it. But uh, and how they flash back to Superman the animated series. That's not even Justice League Unlimited. Uh, but that was a great show. I mean, I don't think I can add anything. I agree with pretty much everything you guys have said. Justice League. Well, then shut up. Wait a minute. One real quick Flash-related best bit of all time from, yeah. and I, I can't remember if it was Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. I know, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the bathroom scene? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when the Flash and Luthor exchange brains, and Luthor's brain is in the Flash, and he realizes in the bathroom, oh, I can sit, finally see who the Flash really is. And he takes off the mask and looks in the mirror. I have no idea. <laughs> Amazing. So good. What a great scene. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, could I at this time also, I don't think it's on this list, but now's an appropriate time to say, Batman Brave and the Bold, I thought was going to be terrible. So kid-oriented that, I mean, that's a necessary thing for new uh, interest but i i watched it oh i love that show it is yeah. a great show okay. and and yeah. the, the last episode of batman and brave and the bold is one of the best last episodes of any animated series you'll ever yeah, see yeah. i really have to get and watch that is that on the dc app yes it is i, it is. I should yeah. sit and watch it you it's should so you should Even yeah. I'm, I'm i'm uh halfway through legend of Korra, so maybe after that cool yeah yeah all right next up G.I. Joe versus Schoolhouse Rock. Stop making those faces, JD. We can see you. Oh, right. This is the video. <laughs> I love both of these are great. <laughs> okay. Now, I don't know how many people really remember Schoolhouse Rock from its seventies heyday. It was little short animated interstitials on ABC um, that basically taught you stuff. That's really what it was. They had they had uh, and they they were musical, 
and they taught you about English, about history, about math, um, science. Um, by I, I don't think they ever went biology. I think this is as far as they went. But they were fantastic. You can buy a, a CD. I think you can even buy a DVD. But I know you can buy a CD of those songs. Um, I bought one for my sister uh, years ago. And then I just realized, you know what? I probably sing these more than Les. So I, I stole it. Um it, 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 I still sing some of those songs. Inner Planet Janet is always a, a galaxy girl. She's a solar system sister from a future world. Awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, this is where I learned about, you know, how a bill makes it into law because he was just a bill. He was only a bill sitting there on Capitol Hill. Um, G.I. Joe was just a bunch of white guys that couldn't shoot straight. I couldn't, I, I mean, it was fun for a moment but then after a while you realize that i realized quickly realized it was there to sell toys nobody's going to die everybody's going to escape at the end as opposed to the the wholesale slaughter that happened in every episode of schoolhouse rock yeah you remember when they taught us about ways to murder people yeah yeah <laughs> this is how you murder bill uh, go ahead b Oh, no, I was going to uh, just go on to my thing. But if you've got a, a – but you're not done. so No, I'm done. Go, go. Done. Okay, so I haven't seen a lot of Schoolhouse Rock, uh, but I thought – I think it's cool. Um, it did give us the Amendment to Be parody. Well, that and the Simpsons writers. but uh, That's true. That's true. An Amendment to Be, yes, an Amendment <laughs> to Be. It's so good. Um, uh G.I. Joe is so far out of my alley. Ooh, nothing about that show is something that I'm into. You know what I mean? Um, I like that they did the kind of lessons at the end. That's cool. But it's just, I am not into that stuff. Um, no powers, you know. They, eh, eh. Uh, <laughs> Who wants a body massage? Who wants a I body massage? I'll take one. Sorry. So, um... Basically, those little clips at the end of the G.I. Joe episodes uh, about 10 years ago, uh, the, 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 the infancy of the Internet of YouTube, I guess, um, somebody went through and redubbed voices on top of those. Um, uh, what is it? And knowing is half the battle PSAs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're so great. They're so funny. Uh, I've watched them so many times. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. So um, you gave it to Schoolhouse Rock, Brian? I did. So G.I. Joe, man, I don't I, – I am not a guy who's into guns. Yeah. I am not a guy who's into the armed forces. Yeah. But there was something so specific about that show that spoke to me. I don't know if it was like – it must have been the cool outfits. Like Cobra Commander is one of the coolest-looking villains of yeah. all time. Yeah. Um, Destro is badass. Uh, he was a Scottish guy with a black guy's voice for some reason. Um, <laughs> and a metal and face. Black metal face, yeah. Um, oh, God, I love G.I. Joe. And it has the distinction of being one of the first comics to ever get me into comic books. The Larry Hama oh. Marvel G.I. Joe comics oh, okay. were cool. some of the best comics I ever read. And I was flabbergasted even as a kid knowing, oh, these characters don't really have any personalities yet. And, and Larry Hama is the one doing all of the heavy lifting and giving them backstories yeah, yeah. and interpersonal relationships and making them feel like real characters. So um, GI Joe, the cartoon and the, uh, the comic book 
were a huge, huge part of my, my childhood. Um, even though when I sit back and take a look at it, it's like, okay, well, I, I guess it's sort of army propaganda. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, it's super into guns. Um, so yeah. Uh, but for some reason, like snake eyes, storm shadow, the Arashikage clan, mm. I got the shit tattooed on my arm, man. Uh, so I got to give it to GI Joe, even though schoolhouse rock definitely gets props for being, uh, smart and teaching mm. the kids things. You know, uh, Marvel comics had a lot more to do with both this and the transformers than I realized. Like they named Optimus Prime. Uh, apparently. Really? Evidently, yeah. And and I think, like you were saying, Larry Hama's G.I. Joe had a lot to do, if I understood you correctly, had a lot to do with what the show was also. And, you know, I feel like, J.D., something happened recently, and I was like, you know, I bet if I gave it more of a fair shake, I would have liked it. But I was too turned off by the things that you looked past when I was yeah. a kid. And I was like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. And, yeah. you know, we read a comic for a spoiler alert a while ago, and I liked it. But, yeah. uh Yeah. Yeah, but that was the comic. You'd like the comic. I don't think you would like the show. The show okay. was decidedly different from the comic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Khalif is saying G.I. Joe Resolute was the best uh, G.I. Joe series, and that, I believe that was written by Warren Ellis. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. So I haven't, I haven't, I really want to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. Um, Melissa says, yet no one died on G.I. Joe, which is more army propaganda, right? It's like, right. ah, join the army and fight terrorists and no one will get hurt. It'll be fun. Um, They'll until some guy it. takes a, a a snake and he makes it into a a, a very rigid uh, rigid staff and he throws it through Duke's heart. <laughs> yes, you remember right. that in the movie? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, Serpentor, man. That dude was awesome. Uh, oh, Dommel says, Duke almost did if it wasn't for Optimus dying. Uh, yeah. And in the comics, Joe's died. It's true, in the comics... Comics got pretty brutal. Wait, that's he had a thing. stick to his heart and he pulled through from that yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I, I can give respect to that. Yeah. Look, it's comics. It's it's, it's G.I. Joe. He's a real American hero. I still love that G.I. Joe uh, movie. G.I. Joe animated film and the Transformers animated film. Oh, man, I still love them. Yeah, I had the first... Transformers trash can from that movie. Oh, yeah. I barely remember it, but I remember I loved it. You know? I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Mm. The sound you got the touch. Sorry. Next uh, up. And Orson Welles, both in it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because uh, Orson Welles is Unicron, right? That was yep. his final movie, I believe. Yes, it was. It was his last never, movie. It's always like that. Nobody picks their final movie. Well, mm -hmm. you know, some people do, but it's so often like some weird thing that you wouldn't associate with them. Don't don't feel sorry for Orson Welles. He pissed away a lot of his his career himself. So okay. don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> Um, next up, we have Chippendale Rescue Rangers <laughs> versus Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, boy. I'm glad the Master Triple is not here because he cannot stand Inspector Gadget. Uh, I, I do like myself a little bit of Chippendales, but for some reason, their Rescue Rangers just didn't do it for me um, in the Disney animated uh, afternoon lineup. It was not my, not my go-to more often than not when it was on, it was the one that I sat through to get to either tailspin or ducktails. So um, whereas inspector gadget, even though the inspector gadget was the same joke, every single solitary episode, there was something about 
Don Adams, who was um, Maxwell Smart from Get Smart, his acting as Inspector Gadget, there was something about, especially for this time, the animation of it being far superior to the animation that was on most other shows mm. that it just really spoke to me and I got a soft spot in there. So I, so I got to get my vote to Inspector Gadget. Go ahead. Um, go ahead I didn't go ahead. realize. I always thought it was just a... I sound you know, like reference to get smart. That's actually the same actor. That's actually the same actor in the original Inspector Gadget. That is Don Adams doing the voice. Oh, I had yes. no idea. I always thought would it was just believe, a reference to the show. Would you believe he's the same actor? <laughs> That's cool. Oh yeah. Um, well, parody of a parody. Talking <laughs> about um, uh, references. So that references get smart quite a bit, I think. But then Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I did not realize this until someone posted it that the clothes they are wearing are um indiana jones and uh who's the mustache uh it is he's indiana jones Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. yes yeah. yeah you've got the hawaiian shirt that and the other awesome. one has a leather jacket with a fedora right right so i cool. didn't realize that until you just said that right now that is cool and a deeper cut i believe and somebody will probably correct me if i'm wrong a deeper cut is that i think somewhere along the line Tom Selleck was who played Magnum PI. His name was bantied about to play Indiana Jones. He was, oh. he, was, he was the original choice and for whatever reason didn't do it. Yeah, uh, and then Harrison Ford got it. Yeah. And Jim Steranko doesn't mind the look. If uh, if you guys didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, the like silhouette with the whip and the bag and the hat. That was uh, Steranko from what I've heard. Um oh, also both shows great theme songs incredibly memorable theme songs um which i think is important you know how does uh, the chippendale rescue rangers theme song go i don't remember it you mean neither Chippendale rescue rangers oh that's right yeah you're right those words you gotta do that you gotta do the next thing you couldn't see it but the recording artist was doing that yes yeah yeah um it also, uh, Tailspin was, I think, a bit of a Cheers pastiche, since we're talking about references. I didn't know that, but I read something about that a year or two ago. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Cheers in the Rebecca forward era. Um, uh, so I love Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, oh, the Gadget Woman, another another childhood uh, you know, I was a big fan of. Oh, um, oh yeah. Oh, what was her name? Um, uh, oh, I can't remember. A lot of anthropomorphic animals on that list for me. <laughs> uh, what was her name? Gidget? No, that was yes. Somebody. It was Gidget. But gadget. It was Gadget. gadget. It was Gadget. Yeah. Gadget. Gadget. Yeah, she was. She was cute. She was cute. Fury, uh, oh, shut up. What's that? All right, nothing. I activated <laughs> my phone by accident. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so I love that show, but I loved Inspector Gadget more. I mean, I don't think I knew that it was a Get Smart pastiche at the time, but I was at the same time loving Get Smart, you know, um, which is really just a side note. I mean, he's a, he's a cyborg dude with crazy, crazy abilities. He's got the go-go gadget arms. I mean, yeah. that's a phrase that I would like to drop into regular life. I don't. But I frequently think about how his car could turn its wheels when I'm trying to get into mm -hmm. the parking spot. Oh my god! That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, he's got a closet full of the same suits. Penny's great. She's so smart. The dog. Everybody. The exploding things. 
going my way. Put I amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, right. I, I'm going to give it to uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers just because yeah. that was more my time period. I don't think I spent much time um, with Inspector Gadget. I do know that there was a live action movie starring. Um, there was. What was his name? Matthew Broderick. I was like, not Matthew Modine. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. yeah. Matthew Modine um, only had a smaller, more secondary part. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 re I had the Chippendale. You know what? I'm going to give it the Chippendale Rescue Rangers for this reason only. I had the video game, and I love the video game, Ooh, and I played I, it over and over and over again. What was that? Nintendo. Yes. Cool. 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 Yeah, I recently just got the little Nintendo um, classic. The little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is that? Cool. Oh, it's great. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. Um, so I actually downloaded it and played it again. And I was like, this is a lot more simple than I remember. I remember having a lot of trouble with it when I was a child. And uh -huh. now I'm just like, oh, I, I did it. I win. Is Marvel Madness on there? Because uh, I had the same thing. That I, friggin' it, game? It was so hard. And I they hated Marvel Madness. Oh, my God. I love that game. But in college, I got to what turned out to be the final level because I was older. I was better, you know. And I was like, oh, I got to this level before. I had no idea it was the last one and got pretty good at it. But oh, it was so hard when I was a kid. Um, All right. So oh, I gave it to Chippendale because of the video game, Len. <laughs> oh, I do remember the video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Uh, Khalif says gadget. Uh, gadget. And then he screams cheese. Uh, <laughs> and then I guess the sequel was the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. I guess there was a um, Inspector Gadget sequel. With John yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, the, yeah. They're talking about. They could be talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt or French Stewart. Honestly. No, I think they're talking. I think it was French Stewart. It was French Stewart. Yeah, it was, was it? French Stewart. John Lithgow was awesome. Yeah, he was what got me into Shakespeare. I saw on Conan O'Brien. He's like, I want to do this Shakespeare thing, and I was like, This is gonna suck, and it did not suck. It he's, what, he, he's what got me into Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that Bigfoot was real, and then he did Harry and the Hendersons, and I was like, Oh my god, they found him! And now you realize he's real. Yeah. <laughs> next up doing. next up wait Len what was your vote oh I voted for Gadget okay cool Um, next up is Ren and Stimpy versus the Venture Brothers um, look I love the Venture Brothers I contend that the Venture Brothers may be arguably one of the 10 best animated series of all time um just in the the universe that they have created on that show um that is another show that has exceeded what it was originally parodying um it certainly has run longer um because it's about to i think it's eighth season it's going to be coming sometime next year yeah, yeah um, oh it's still on right yes it, it takes breaks <laughs> yeah it take, they take they take long yeah. breaks but i ain't mad at them because yeah. when they come back it's just mm, yeah, yeah 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 it's deliciousness um and ren and stimpy was a one joke concept that wasn't funny the first time i saw it and was <laughs> certainly not funny after umpteen iterations of it um I could I that show was just just too stupid for me. <laughs> Look at but not, but, for JD. <laughs> not for JD. It was the perfect amount of stupid for Jadles. Uh, uh, it was it was the porridge that Goldilocks chose. Um, 
And uh, Ren and Stimpy was my fucking jam, man. I used to love Ren and Stimpy. I had the video game, you idiot. I had the tape <laughs> soundtrack with all the songs, including Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence and I'm Gonna Be a Monkey, um, as well as the Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy song. Mm. Um, God what? damn it. That If there was an important cartoon in my high school years or my middle school to high school years, it was Ren and Stimpy. Me and my friends were would quote it. We would watch it together. Boy, did we love that show. Uh, you are right, Len. It is stupid as hell. Um, <laughs> but it was the first time that I ever saw a, a cartoon get as irreverent and strange and esoteric as a, as that had gotten. Mm. Uh, boy, I just loved it so much. Uh, Venture Brothers, I've only given a handful of shots to. I don't like it's good, and I see what they're doing, and it's and it's pretty interesting. But it didn't keep my attention for very long. Hmm. Um, but I, I do love Brock. Oh, oh Brock Samson. Brock's great, and Doctor Girlfriend. Like they do have great characters on that yeah. show. Yeah, but I, I got to give it uh, Ren and Stimpy. I think that's one of Patrick Warburton's best. You know, he does the same voice in everything that he's in, and he's really good. Uh, I, I think that's one of my favorite of his. Um, JD, I got to tell you, Venture Brothers, I think, really gets going a little later in. I liked it from the beginning, but, like, once they get into the whole, like, Guild of Calamitous intent and you agree to be arched by somebody and there's, like, rules about, like, they won't break into your dinner, you know, like that kind of thing. Uh, um, and there's so many, there's so many references. I didn't at first get Venture Brothers Johnny Quest. Really, but I, I mean, it took me a little bit. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." But then there's so many other like they got the Fantastic Four. There's uh, Scooby Doo, the Six Million people. Dollar Man, Six Million Dollar Man, and they're they're um, parodies, but they go their own way. Like yeah. they do. Uh, although actually, um, the Mister Fantastic one turns bad, kind yeah. of like you know the Ultimate cool. Fantastic. Um, Phantom Limb is great. You know, it's a great show, uh, right? I forgot about Phantom Limb. Phantom Limb. There's so much. There's so much clever comedy, and I like the animation style. Uh, I like what they do with the genre that we all love. You know, um, and and how knowledgeable they are about like the references they make are stuff that it's like it's not hitting with everybody, but it's it would hit with all three of us. You know. Oh, um, they, they even do a parody of GI Joe with Sphinx. Oh my God, it is so, so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It goes, I feel like the earlier stuff is the best when it's in its main format and it goes a little off the rails, but I still like it. You know, like it's still good. Um, Brock eventually doesn't work with them and it's kind of like, let's get everyone back together. Um, and I think they do. They do. Uh, yeah. Ren and Stimpy, I never liked. It never, it was, it was crude and I give it a lot of respect because I know that it was a good example of what it was. And a lot of my friends really love it. People whose opinions I respect like you did it. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I just never liked it. And I do really love the venture brothers. So venture brothers. Boom. Uh, Khalif says venture brothers. So many Easter eggs and references. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that one at some point too. Yeah, it's good. You should. Next up, next up. If there is possibly a dumber show than Ren and Stimpy, it is in fact Aqua Teen Hunger Force <laughs> versus The Tick. Oh shit! Ooh, this is a tough call. Oh, <laughs> oh no, shit! No, it's not. 
because the tick was the tick was did not last long, True. but it was but it, it was trying something and it was it was definitely in the same vibe of the comic book. So that's what I appreciated about it. It was funny. It I I, I liked it. Mm. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I don't know what. I I guess I didn't I I didn't get the right um the right weed because I don't know what people were smoking that yeah. liked this show. That show was so dumb. Yep. With I I when I turned that the first time I turned it on, everybody was talking to me about it, and I said, "Are we seriously watching a cartoon with a floating box of French fries with a goatee?" <laughs> yeah, check it's it. the honeys, G. Yeah, me wide gets the honey tree driving in my car, living like a star. And that was it. So, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, both of these are uh, a touchstone in my life for two reasons. Uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I don't know if you guys know, I am very easily earwormed, and by that I mean, I there in, in my brain is songs all the time. <laughs> and uh, the two main ones that, and I won't even realize that I'm. I'm singing them out loud in my uh, near my wife. Uh, one of them is Oompa Loompa song, Good the original from the uh, you know Charlie or from Willy Wonka. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other one is Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> my name is Shake Zula, the Mike Rula, the old schooler. You want a trip? I'll bring it to you. Uh, so that is always <laughs> running through my head, and my wife uh, lets me know. <laughs> Uh, when I'm singing it, because she's like, you're, you're doing it again. What are you doing? Just not stop it. Um, and the tick was the first time in a cartoon series like that that something happened in one episode and then there was continuity afterwards. Mm, mm. In my life, I had never seen that before. And a chair faced Chippendale was a villain who was a, a guy in a tuxedo whose entire head was literally a like a wooden chair. And his his goal in one of the episodes was to use a giant laser to write Chairface Chippendale on the moon. And uh, he turns the beam on, and spoiler alert, he gets stopped, but not before he gets C-H-A written in the moon. And then thereafter, in every episode, anytime you saw the moon, cha. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I'm going to give it to The Tick just because... Um, it, it it was one of the first um, like superhero comedy shows that I had seen. I think mm -hmm. um, I didn't even know there was a comic when I started watching the cartoon, mm -hmm. and um, uh, the the characters are so much fun. And Patrick Warburton, not Patrick Warburton, the, whoever did the voice originally, did such a great job. Um, and it has continued to live on in different um, different shows. So there was the cartoon. And then Patrick Warburton played the tick in the live action TV show. And then just right. recently, um, Amazon, I think, did a, a brand new version of the show, which is a lot more dark. Yeah, I didn't watch it for that reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I got to give it to the tick. Yeah. Um, so the tick was a superhero parody show at a time when I was real annoyed that nobody would take comics seriously. But I love that show. You know what I mean? It was such a good show. I mean, the, there was one, there's like a bunch of bank robbers and they all have these like metal helmets and they're like, hur, hur, hur. it takes like, enunciate. Uh, Spoon is phenomenal. Spoon! 
I just found out, I think it started as a comic store mascot that they did a another one-off kind of fun Ashcan comic. Of. Exactly, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that ben Edlund, so right, is the creator? Yes, Ben Edlund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show is so good, and it's so clever. Deflator Mouth, mm-hmm. the, the flying mouth. Um, uh, you know, it's so clever. Uh, there was one other positive thing I was going to say about it. Now I don't remember. It's a good show. We'll get to talk about it again because you guys already <laughs> voted for it. Um, but <laughs> Hunger Force, I think, I think I just enjoyed more. The quality trails off. The superhero episode of that where the quality it. trails off. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. The first, the first couple of seasons of that show were just awesome. Yeah. I, I laughed so hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hand banana is my favorite episode. Hand banana shake as the drizzle, and he's like, you know, on the phone. <laughs> Hello, Master Shake. No. Yes. Let me hand the phone to the drizzle. Yes, I'm right beside you. <laughs> you know, because he is both, and he doesn't want to let on. Yeah. And uh, I didn't do it justice, but um, yes, you did. Uh, oh, also, that show had the um, what were they? What were they? Uh, the Martians. The um. Oh, Ignatz and Earth. Hey, that was my jam box. Oh my god, that was my jam box, oh. and that has become his through our actions. Yeah. <laughs> so- Quickly wrap your body around that rack of DVDs. <laughs> Smoke while you do so. <laughs> They're so good. They're my favorite. Oh, I forgot about them. I laughed at. Them. I hope you can see this because I'm doing it as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! So good. Uh- yeah, uh, I I laugh. Let's, let's pause this and we'll just watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force for a while. <laughs> First three, we'll be back in thirty to forty hours. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the Ignatz and Er are ones that I've laughed at when I'm not watching the show and I'm not talking about the show. I'm just like, for their first appearance, I laughed at for days afterwards. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I can't remember the, the my favorite line. Uh, Shake's relationship with Meatwad. He's like, can't even, can't stand to be nice to him, even as a preamble to screwing him over. He <laughs> for two minutes. And and his voice is so great. It's so oh, yeah. and so well done. Uh, I'm going to give it to Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, I just liked it a little bit more, I think. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, so we, we moved on to the tick. The tick yeah, one. <laughs> I was waiting for y'all to finish your splooge fest. Sorry, um, it's funny. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah, the two of you right now were funnier than anything I ever saw on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jade. Uh, uh, Len, the, both of you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> next up, next up. Oh, man, this is like choosing your babies. Muppet Babies they make your dream versus... Dream. Batman the Animated Series. Are you fucking kidding me, Len? Get the fuck out of here. You gotta match these two up. <laughs> I mean, the winner is clear, but... oh, Is it, though? It is. Is it really? I mean... My, mine's Batman. Mine is too. <laughs> but the Muppet Babies will make your dreams come true. You know? I used to love the Muppet yeah. Babies. I love yeah. the Muppet Babies, man. When you think it's kind of near and you wish that you were there, those aren't the lyrics, but that show is <laughs> so good. I love the Muppet Babies, man. I man, oh, I used to wake up early for the Muppet Babies. Yeah. yeah. And you were in your 20s at the time. Yes. It was very disturbing for people. 
Um, How old were you when it was on? Uh, the Muppet Babies, man. I, I, look, I was just in Disney World this uh, April last year, and I was pissed, pissed, I say, because one, there was not a Muppet only um, store at Disney World, even right outside of what was called Muppet Theater. There was not a there was not a Muppet only store and the Muppet things that you could buy there were only on one side of a kiosk in the entire store. Only one side of the kiosk right outside of Muppet Theater had Muppet things on it. And even then it only had about two or three Muppet things. And even then it only had Kermit, Animal and Miss Piggy. I was pissed, and I said, why can't we at least get the Muppet Babies? You couldn't even get the Muppet Babies. I was so pissed. I love the Muppet Babies. I have a soft spot. I mean, I wish they weren't going up against Batman the Animated Series. Well, you did it. But here's the reason why. It's, it's because why well, I didn't do it. It was a randomator. And, and, oh, and, and, so, J.D. J.D. Uh, Oh, JD. What's up, man? Oh, JD. Oh. What's, what's the problem? <laughs> what's up, buddy? What's the matter? Uh, Nothing. Everything's fine, buddy. Everything's fine, buddy. Oh, okay. oh if only you could host spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. <laughs> Don't think I haven't thought about it, Len. I totally <laughs> have thought about having a podcast show where I just uh, discuss things with with my buddy. <laughs> oh my god! If you guys, uh, if you guys watched Angel, the episode where he gets turned into a Muppet and he's like more reactive to things. Oh, I heard about. I saw a clip of that. I didn't see this episode, but I saw a clip of that. It's really god good. Damn it! My glasses keep falling off. Classic Muppet problem, man. Yeah, it was called Happy Time. Happy Time? The one with the episode of Angel? Oh, that was called Happy Time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that was the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, what's your vote, Len? I know, right? (laughs) Everything he does is amazing. What's your vote, Len? Tell me your vote. I gotta get I gotta give my vote to Batman the animated series. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. I, I mean to. uh yeah. Muppet Babies is amazing. I love that show so much, but Batman the Animated Series was groundbreaking. They animated on black paper. It gave us possibly the best Batman and Jokers anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill as Batman and the Joker, iconic, you know, and so much so that they show up as references, like in Brave and the Bold, the Spectre and and Phantom Stranger were battling over that Batman's soul. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, would he be justice or vengeance? You know, that kind of thing. And they were Kevin Conroy and um, and, uh, Mark Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so well done. Of all of that animated universe, I think that that hit their wheelhouse the best too. 
you know, that noir kind of thing. Um, the Painted Beginnings, so many great episodes. And it was a show that made you, that was the show, one, it, it gave you Harlequin. So yeah, it came from there. Yeah. And that was the show that made um, Mr. Freeze the villain that he is. Because yeah. Yeah. Th- uh, that first Mr. Freeze episode is- Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice is heartbreaking, man. Yeah. Um, it, it, the intro? That intro is oh beautiful. It's a yes. wonderful intro. You know, uh, it tells a story, and it is you could just watch that, and turn off the TV, and have a good Batman experience. You know, it, I mean? it's the only intro I think mm-hmm. in television. It may be the only intro in television here uh, history. It does not have any titles. There's no titles on the intro. Really? Does that not show up till the end? No. Yeah, it's only until the end when he starts blend. It blends. They do the Superman Batman hour. The um the Batman animated series. There is no title at all. Does he say? Yeah, Batman. No. I am. I am the knight in that in the intro. It's no. Is it at some in like commercials? Right. There's no titles. There's no word. It's just music. And it opens so like with the explosion and the the guys running and it, oh man, I mean, and it was all drawn on black paper, which is really cool. Yeah, 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 and groundbreaking. Yeah, I gotta give it, I gotta give it to Batman the animated series. That is one of the most influential cartoons uh, that I've ever seen, um, and it really paved the way for a lot of the superhero animated shows that were coming out uh, to this day. I think. Um, I don't think we would have things like Justice League or Superman or even Young Justice, no. Teen Titans. We wouldn't have these shows without, uh, you know, Batman coming along and paving the way. The, the, the soundtrack by Danny Elfman, which was based mm. off of his 1989 Batman score, is mm. just perfection. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. goes down in the, the JD Hall of Fame as, like, some of my favorite score work ever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, man, what, what a great series. I, Oh, not just what? the intro, but like they had good. I remember the um, there was one where Batman he's like lost his memory and he's dyed his hair white. He's working in a oh like desert town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which also the Jonah Hex episode, but um, and that one and the Joker Fish one also have excellent music. Like do 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 do. Oh yeah, that was a Joker theme. Yeah, it was great. Plus, we got the wonderful voiceover work by Mark Hamill as the Joker, which is. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin yeah. Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman now. The greatest. I mean, I he's one of the few that I hear their voice in my head. Same. I am reading Batman. I mean, this version of Batman, he's dark and serious without being grim. He's not he's not funny, but he's lighthearted, you know, at times. He mm-hmm. is one of the best versions of Batman uh yeah. around, you know. Uh, Dama wants to know, just to backtrack, who won between Joe and Schoolhouse Rock? Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. All day. All right, next up. uh, uh, This is going to be quick. Uh, Speed Racer versus The Simpsons. Uh, which which series? Uh, The Simpsons. Which uh, season? I'm going to... I'm doing... Which season? (laughs) Seasons one through nine are the only seasons that exist. I've thought a lot. I've thought about this for this podcast. So, do we judge The Simpsons on how great the heights that it rose to, from you know two through eight, couple episodes of season nine, 
or do we judge it on the totality of the symptoms? My vote is in favor of how high it rose. Nothing else had that far to fall. You know what I mean? Um, so, and they're still good afterwards. It's just compared to golden. It's just compared to their golden age. That's right. right. It's only in comparison to their history do right. they do they pale right. in comparison to the uh, profound crystalline beauty of their jokes <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah i think you got to give this simpson i mean first of all first of all i may be the only one of us that even really remembers speed racer the animated series so i'll i'll say that speed racer the animated series one of the first anime to come over here but before it was even called anime here to the United States was a cool show. I loved it as a kid, loved everything about it. Um, and, and much to like Noel said, the movie is actually not that bad. Um, the live action. Oh, movie. that's true. Noel loves that movie. It yeah. looks cool. I never saw it, but I, you know, I worked in a the movie theater and I ran it and, um, it's height and real, you know, it's good. It looks cool. It, it it looks cool. It's not it's not it's not that bad. It didn't make any money. But Speed Racer Speed Racer was influential for what it what it was, and yeah. it, it was cool. But The Simpsons was a, is a whole nother beast, man. I mean, come on, forget about it. The right. Simpsons, yeah. like you said, you can take any season from probably from the second season to the tenth season, any one of them, and put that up against the best season of any other show of all time. Any uh, show. Like not just animated, we're talking any show. <laughs> yeah, any yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think we're unanimous. I mean, and and we're talking about cultural relevance. What has more? What is more of a TV show? Like more widely liked and more quoted. In you know what I mean? Even others, other animated shows have referenced The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. 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 South Park, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, Melissa Gumps lets us know that she also saw Speed Racer. Fantastic. I like that's why you're my well, favorite Melissa. Would you vote, Melissa. And Khalif says he votes for The Simpsons. Fantastic. Yeah, I think we kind of saw this one. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw this one coming. Um, oh, boy. Uh, this next one is, is, is not hard for me. But it may be hard for JD. I think I could be wrong if I if, or if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly. Next one is the Transformers oh, yes. versus Ducktales. Mm, mm. Well, okay, for me, this is hands down Ducktales because I really? will. <laughs> One because the theme song beats song. beats Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers and yeah. almost every other theme song. Yeah. Um, two, it's so good that they've brought it back, revamped the show, and it's still killer. And three, it's killer because these are the show is based on some of the best comic book stories of all time, which were the Duck story. Um, the Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge stories of Carl Barks from the 30s and 40s and 50s. And four, and most importantly, this features, next to Batman, my favorite animated character of all time, and that is Uncle Scrooge. Oh, all right. DuckTales. When, when I went to Disney World in April, in last April, 
they, you know, the, you're walking around the park and you can take pictures with everybody. And I took pictures with Mickey and, and Goofy and all that type of stuff. I, I can't remember where we were going, but there was Uncle Scrooge. And there was a nice, there was a line for him, but it wasn't super long. I got in the line for Uncle Scrooge. I said, Uncle Scrooge, I'm going to let you know, you're my favorite Disney character of all time. Uncle Scrooge walked up to the lady taking the picture who had like a little like Donald Duck button on, took it off her shirt, <laughs> threw it down, and both me and him jumped on up and down on the Donald Duck button. And he looked in the camera, he said, like me, number one. I was like, and then we just danced together. I was Aww. like, oh my God. I was a I was a dumb little kid. That's I, cute. I, I mean, I put my grandson to the side. It's like, yo, this one's for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Scrooge, DuckTales is all that and then some. Great I agree, DuckTales is great and it has a, a place in history. But for me, growing up, Transformers was another one of those shows that I, I made sure that I was around for it. Whenever it was on, I definitely made sure I was there to watch it. I had a butt ton of the action figures. I carried around Optimus Prime. I had a metal Optimus Prime back when they used to make them out of metal. Yeah. I took them to uh, you know sleepover camp and they had a pool there. And I took my metal Optimus Prime into the pool. Oh, no. <laughs> Bad idea. Ah. Um, but boy, did I love that. And to this day, I still love Generation 1 Transformers. Just the mm -hmm. designs of them. Mm -hmm. uh, the toys are fantastic. The the animated, um, you know, the, the character designs for the animated series are so good. Yeah. God, yeah. I love it. I love Megatron. I love Starscream. Yeah. The, the Transformers movie um, from the 80s is one of my all-time favorite animated films. Yeah. Um, I love the soundtrack. Everything about the Transformers I love. I got to give it to, to those guys. Um, so I love the DuckTales. Um, I like, in case uh, anyone's interested, those those early Donald Duck cartoons apparently contain a lot of prescient scientific information. Yes, like, it does. Yeah, like using a bunch of ping pong balls to raise a sunken ship. Then they ah. do that later. It's very clever. And there's like a chemical formula for something I don't remember that appears there before it did in, in actual known chemistry. Um, and so that's really cool. Um, this show is great. It ran the gamut. You had Gizmo Duck and the, and the Lucky Duck and a lot of grounded stuff. I still remember the episode where Lucky Duck, his luck changed because yeah. the evil, the, the witch duck got him to steal Uncle Scrooge's lucky dime. You know, it's a lot of cool stuff about DuckTales. But I had Transformers sheets, man. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, they were. I had like, those, yeah. Oh, they, that was my first love. I mean, maybe that He-Man. I was so into the Transformers. I had the metal one, too, which I remember as being all metal. But I looked it up recently and it was I think it was metal and plastic. Yeah. OK, yeah. Um, and I had so, I had so many Transformers. Uh, the big guy with the fist ah. we talked about last time, and all oh, and and I loved, I loved doing the things you know like tra transforming. Yeah, yeah. You know, you still make the noise, and um, which which is also like, it was a bit educational. And I'm not going to say Ducktales wasn't. I just don't remember. But you had to transform those transformers. Yeah. <laughs> also, also very scientifically prescient, and the fact that we, you know, I don't know if you know, most of our um uh electricity stems from energon cubes oh of course of course i do know that yeah and, um uh 
and also like the mythology and the backstory. I was always interested to hear what Cybertron was all about. The follow-up shows Beast Wars. I was in college. I was, uh, like, I was like, good. Oh, I liked Beast Wars. I hated Beast Wars. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And, and they did. They did. They got, they got the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're very accommodating, JD. And I think you should give that to them, you know, in their credit. Um, uh, Melissa Gum says, when Optimus Prime died in that movie, oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. When he turns gray, all the color mm-hmm. leaks out of him, and he just, bah, so good. Did he, I remember him falling in some lava. Is that what happened? Or did it, was that on the show later? I think that was in the show later. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, he did come back. To, oh, you know, of course. In the show after. But like, yeah, Rodimus Prime. The all- Judd Nelson, I believe, voiced Rodimus Prime. Oh, and Frank Welker is one of the all-time greats as far as animation work goes. Um, he did Megatron. Oh, was that him? He's so good. Yeah, he did Fantastic Four. He did Robbie. He did the robot. Okay. He, he found out they were speeding up his voice to make it sound more robotic, and he's like, "I can do that." Yeah. Speed it up. Um, and the dude who does Optimus Prime, I forget his name right now, but he's a he's a great one too. Anytime I hear Optimus without that voice, I'm like, nope. Yeah, but they did it for the movie, right? He yeah. Was the same guy yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they realized they it, it just didn't work with anybody else. Yeah. His voice like is like a member berry. It, yeah. it made it real for people. It's like a what? He's a member berry. South Park. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. I didn't watch it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so it looks like Transformers took that one. That's fine. I knew, I knew it was going to happen. It's all good. I'm not mad. Next up, I think this is going to be another quick one. Robo, a robot chicken versus Young Justice. Oh. Um, no contest. Even if Young Justice hadn't come back, th- this would still be Young Justice for me. Yeah. Because um, yeah, Young sure. Justice is just like killer. Like, on, it's, it's this is not even a question. And I and I like Robot Chicken. It, it, it's 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 fun enough. But come on, Young Justice is Young Justice. Maybe almost. I think. If young, if we watch young, honestly, if we watch Young Justice at the same at the during the same age when we watched Justice League mm-hmm. and Justice League Unlimited, I think we w- might give it the notch over Justice League. I think only you know Maybe. that nostalgia is would make you give Justice League the nod over it. You know what well, I mean? They're the main. You know what I mean? Like I still love Superman and Green Lantern and Flash. Right, right. You know what I mean? And that and that carries weight. You know which characters they they are. But you also get them. I mean, the Young Justice episode with Barry Allen and Bart Allen and Wally. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. Ah. so good. So good. And, and really hard to do to do uh, fake slang, crash and mode, similar to Batman Beyond Shway. I really respect mm-hmm. that. You know. Um, Oh, it's such a good show. And is Robot Chicken even animation? Kind right. of. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, I was to say I'm I'm whelmed by Robot Chicken, but uh, Young Justice <laughs> is uh, one of my all-time favorite cartoons ever. Uh, it's oh, it's probably yeah. if not the top five, or if not the top three, the top five definitely. Yeah, and whelmed. Whelmed is great. I love Robin yeah. wordplay. Yeah. yeah, so fun. Yeah, I'm feeling uh, the actor when it comes to Young Justice. <laughs> And I love that they stuck to it. Yeah, I love that it, and brought it into the re, the revamp. Next- and I say, actually, one one last thing about Young Justice is I thought season one was fine. I thought that was really solid. The animation was great. The action was great. The characters were great. But when they did a five year time jump 
and brought back season two. I was like, this is it. This is the show. I, yeah. I, I was, I was in, that was like the moment that I was locked in. I was like five, five year jump. Great. New and Robin. They, Robin became Nightwing. Great. Yeah, yeah. And they made it work. They made it work. Yeah. Right. And that was a, that was a gamble, you know, cause at first I was like, mm. and then like by the end of the first scene, I was like, yeah, but yeah, I was in. All right. Next up. We're almost done. Space ghost coast to coast versus family guy. Hmm. Hmm. Now, wait a minute. Space goes coast to coast. Is that the the weird, funny one on Adult Swim? Yes, that's the talk yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, that's the talk show. Ah, um, uh, yes, my documentary. Now, I thought the Space Goes Coast to Coast was cute. It was fun. Um, but I wasn't mar. I didn't like, like, it didn't float my boat like it did everybody else's. Right. Um, I. I know that it gave way to them basically having more fun with a lot of those old Hanna-Barbera characters. So you got Harvey Birdman, the bird at law, and you got a C lab and all that other stuff that all comes because of the fun that they had with space at the, with uh, space ghost and not to, not to knock it because space ghost was definitely a one trick pony who looked cooler than his shows, his, his real shows really were. I still were. love the way he, I still love his design. Yeah, it's yeah, good. His design yeah. is cool. It makes no sense that you have to put buttons that you've got to press to shoot your, and you know, and he basically is nothing without those stupid gauntlets. Yeah. But, um, not like your mentally activated gauntlets, Len. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, th- but it's, I can't stand Family Guy. I oh, really, yeah. I really cannot stand Family Guy. But I'm going to give Family Guy the nod because I don't think Space Ghost is all that great. Plus, technically, more so than Robot Chicken, Space Ghost Coast to Coast is not a wholly animated show. Yeah. Because one of the conceits of it was they do that little interview thing with somebody live action. That's a good point. It was just it was a copy and paste cartoon. Yeah. Well, but also the like. It, the meat of the show was them talking to a, a live action person. Right, good the point. interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I I liked Family Guy a lot when it premiered, and then when it came, you remember it was canceled, and then it came back, and mm-hmm. the characterizations changed a little bit, and I was a little iffy, and then I liked it a lot more than I even had in the. I remember Stewie specifically. I was like, I don't know about this. I think it was a very smart move to take him away from world domination, and but you know, there's so much more you can do. Um, I, I think it's a great show. I stopped watching it a long time ago. I haven't seen a new episode in a long time, you know, years and years. Um, Same. And it hasn't lived as large in my mind. You know what I mean? It was fun, but not anything that I think back on, you know? Uh, Space Ghost was so witty and and just, like, clever. And there's one... There's, I forget what the intro was, but the uh, band leader... What was his name? The, was that Brax? No, Brack is the... No, that is... Uh, no, Brack is a different guy. You're talking about the guy at the piano? No, that's Brack. The band leader is the guy that's a, a praying mantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, then yes. Um, maybe Brack. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, I thought Brack was the guy with the, the, the helmet. helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a, they put out a, um, the an show. album. Oh, did they really? That's yeah. funny. There was one episode where they're like, you know, what are you doing? And he was like, kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> It's always stuck in my head because he's so antagonistic because yeah. he's a villain from the old show, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And it was just, it was its own thing. And I like that thing. Space goes coast to coast. Yeah. I got to give it to Family Guy. There was a time where I thought Family Guy was the funniest show on television. Yeah. Um, it does not, it does not hold up. Mm. Um, at the time, I thought it was very clever and funny and biting. And um, it, that only goes so long before they're just trying to outdo themselves every episode. And that gets a little tiresome, you know, along the lines of some of Garth Ennis comic book writing. I feel that way. Um, <laughs> but I got to give it to Family Guy just because, yeah, at one point I was like, this is my favorite show. Uh, and I laughed so hard that like I, no noise would come out of me. I would just convulse on the couch because I was laughing so hard, you know. That's good. Um, Domo wants to say, sorry to backtrack, but who won Transformer? Transformers. Transformers, right? I forget what it was up against, but yeah, Transformers. Transformers against DuckTales. DuckTales. Oh, yeah. He says, I'm working and in and out of the video. So that's all right. We're just, that's we're here fine. to keep, keep you on track, buddy. <laughs> all right. So we've got two, we've got two more matches in this round. Um, and this one, this one, um, JD, I want to hear from you first. Okay. <laughs> okay. This one's for you because we have Steven Universe versus the spectacular spider-man oh fuck you <laughs> get, the, get out of here this is gonna me? <laughs> you son of a bitch some of my all-time favorite cartoons um this is what you get for breaking out that that uh that muppet that muppet that's yeah, gonna I've be I've earned it. <laughs> creeping into my dreams all right all right. Spectacular Spider-Man is my all-time favorite Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, the designs, I have since gone on to discover that the designs were by uh, Cheeks Galloway, who is mm. a, a wonderful artist. Um, and uh, I follow him on Instagram and all these other uh, social mediums. Um, I just, I love his style so much. My favorite part of the Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon is so tiny that I'm not sure many people notice it, but the way they draw Peter is that, oh, I don't have one in my shirt. The tag <laughs> of his shirt is always out. Yeah, yes. I noticed that. Yeah. What, a, what a wonderful, yeah. perfect way to illustrate Parker Luck. Yeah. Uh, he's just <laughs> always a little disheveled. Uh, he's very smart, but he's not always very put together. And I just, for some reason, that always stuck to me, stuck out to me is that, that tag hanging out of his shirt. Um, the animation's great. The stories were great. The way they modernized the classic Spider-Man stories from Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Uh, I was super devastated when they they canceled that in order to bring oh. us Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. And oh. I got invited, because of the podcast, Cult Pop Network, I got invited to Marvel Comics building in New York to have a preview of the first two episodes of um ultimate spider-man even given how amazing that process was and the experience was i was still like oh fuck this yeah. <laughs> i still want bring me back spectacular spider-man they couldn't even sway me by like bringing me there yeah. um, that's how much i love this show however the importance of steven universe cannot be stressed enough uh, when it comes to gender identity and um 
sexuality and normalizing all of these things for uh, the, the segment of people out there who experience them. And it's just one of the most important cartoons, I think, of our time. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say the first season, which, you know, each episode is two stories and each story yeah. is about, you know, 10 12, minutes, 15 minutes long. And um, there are 24 of those to get through in the first season. Uh-huh. And it starts off very much in the realm of just cutesy, one-off little animated stories that don't, they're, they're not, they're kind of cute, but they're not so important. But by the time I've gotten where I am in the show now, which is everything that's on Hulu, but not, not to the movie yet. Holy shit, man. I have welled up uh, and gotten emotional because of the things uh, that are happening in the show, the, the, devastation that happens to some of the characters, the relationships, the love. Um, there are things that I, you know, I get welled up just because of how beautiful it is. Fuck me, man. Steven universe is wonderful. And, uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. And I can't believe you put these two. I got to it over spectacular Spider-Man. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. I am. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, Steven Universe um, is, like you said, it it is the most important. I, I, fuck it, it is the most important animated series uh, ever because it had to suck you in first with those first twenty four episodes to show you that you know, yes, this is safe. We are. This is a safe space for your kids to watch. You know what I mean? Um, the the animation style definitely would draw you in as a kid, and then has let you know that these stories are going to be told in such a way that that it's safe to leave your child in front of in front of the television watching this. But even then, they started seeding in just subtly, very subtly, um, aspects of the world that they lived in about Stephen being this this little boy who was being raised by these three these three superhero women. Well, why are these three superhero women raising this little boy who lost his mother and how he has to deal with the loss of his mother? He lives. He lives. Um, with these three women, but his father is still in the same town across town. Why is he not living with his father? All of these questions that you start to slowly a- ask and you are learning the learning the answers to them and so much more um, as this show makes its way along. And it does it in such a way that kids I can identify with it. They find a little bit of themselves in one of the characters that are, that are on this show. And it just makes this, this place that is safe for everyone to really get in touch in tune and express all of their emotions, everything that they are going through while still being an adventure show while still being but as funny while still being heartbreaking while still being mind bending science fiction. Um, and it, even within its style, still being some beautiful animation. This is just like, this is like prestige television of the, of like, I haven't seen in years. 100%. So is that two Steven universe folks? That's what we're yeah. at. Right? Okay, that's cool. where we're at. That's good. That frees me up a little bit because I haven't seen the show. I've seen like little bits of it, 
but I mean, hearing you talk about it, JD, at first, and then you, Len, like, I almost want to vote for it <laughs> because of that, you know? And those are so many admirable things to do. I love Adventure Time. I'm sure I would really like Steven Universe, and, you know, I should watch it. Um, I also like, like, crystals and that kind of thing, and I know that's a big part. I've always been a big fan of that. Um, Spectacular Spider-Man was agreed, you know, probably the best Spider-Man cartoon of all time, and so much more egregious that it was canceled. That and Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yes. That was so good. The the longest form stories that they did. And those two, those two best examples of what they were were canceled. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly the worst examples of Spider-Man and Avengers cartoons. Well, it's not the worst example of an Avengers cartoon. <laughs> but um, um anyway, so I can vote for Spectacular Spider-Man because I, I loved it and I haven't seen Steven Universe knowing that this extremely worthwhile and admirable show is still going to advance to the next round, um, no matter what I say. So I'm gonna vote for Spectacular Spider-Man. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for, for helping me out there. At, at, <laughs> least, at least he gets one vote. Yeah, there you go. My dude. There you go. <laughs> All right, so now we've reached the last uh, match Ooh. of this round. Well, let me okay. let me catch us up. So Melissa Gum says, Steven Universe, I don't know much about the Spider-Man cartoon, so she's voting for Steven Universe. Uh, um, and then someone says, JD, welcome to the Steven Universe fan club. But that just <laughs> says Facebook. So I'm assuming that might still be Melissa. And then, oh, Brian, get on the bandwagon. Get on it! Who said that one? Well. Melissa said that? Yeah. Melissa, I can't make any promises, but I'll take your vote in favor. All right, sorry, Len, go ahead. All right, so now we move on. This is the last match of this round. And it is, oh boy, this is this is going to be a little bit tough for me, but not super tough. But BoJack Horseman, mm. Netflix BoJack Horseman versus Avatar, The Last Airbender. Mm. Um, okay, look. Bojack Horseman is a weird show. It's, it's you if you like you like have you do you watch um Bojack Horseman, Brian? I did. I dropped off for reasons that I will explain. <laughs> All right. It's it's, 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 it's a, a very yeah. it's a very surreal show. It gets yeah. deep, it gets dark. I mean, it gets dark. Um I just realized I'm wearing a Steven Universe shirt. Yeah, that's why I that's why it was per- perfect for you to make that Sophie's choice. Um yeah, Bojack Horseman gets dark, but it is it is an amazing amazing show. Amazing storytelling on that show. Um there is and, and it is all about this this world of anthropomorphic um animals just living in a regular world and and Bojack Horseman himself is um was the star of a 80s sitcom and now he's kind of like a washed up actor you know trying to make his way through through life um there is one episode where the entire episode is just bojack horseman giving a eulogy to about his mother that is drop dead funny and heartbreaking and and made me laugh out loud and ball like a baby at the same time like like i don't know when it is it's just a really really uh incredible show and it is only because it is going up against 
one of the five greatest animated series of all time that it does not move on because Avatar, the last airbender, and I'll be honest, I was very late to this ride. I didn't discover it until it had already been off the air, probably already, I think at that point, four or five years. But I binged it in one afternoon, one no, I guess it was a course of 36 hours. I binged it with this, uh, my girlfriend at the time who introduced it to me. Um, and I just fell in love with that show. I This show is amazing world building, mythology, storytelling, animation. It's anime, but it's not anime. It's American animation, but it's better than anything. American animation is multicultural. Um, it's steampunk. It's fantasy. It is just, it's, it is fucking amazing. Avatar The Last Airbender. It, it's like nothing I have ever seen. I absolutely love that show yeah oh, it's up there with um you know young justice in my top three or top five animated series of all time uh avatar the last airbender is without a doubt one of the best animated series i have ever seen um it it does everything perfectly uh it's got the humor it's got the um groundbreaking animation it's got stories that um are just broad and um kind of stunning in their um, complexity. I love, I love it. I can't say enough about uh, Avatar The Last Airbender it, other than uh, Don't Ever Watch the Movie by Ooh. M. Night Shyamalan. The live uh, actor. The worst. Um, but yeah, man, Avatar all, all day. Uh, BoJack Horseman, a lot of my friends love that show and I don't think I'm depressive enough to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you don't have to be depressive to to enjoy it's, it. Uh, well, that's that's what everyone talks about is how real and how sad it is. Um, and it seems like there are a lot of people uh, who are friends of mine who relate very heavily to it. And um, I, I may relate, but I don't know if I want to uh, watch it on in a cartoon. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's a little too dark, it's a little too real for me. Um, I'd, I'd rather have a more pleasant experience watching a cartoon than like wallow in my depression. Um, not that that's not, you know, I don't want to downplay anyone's enjoyment of the show. That's just for me. Uh, it's a little too, it's a little too awkward. You know, there's there, you know, if you watch the original, the office versus the mm -hmm. American the office, yeah. while I loved the original office, yeah. it's so awkward and sad that it's hard to watch for me. Um, yeah. Whereas yeah. the American version of the office really spends a lot more time on the relationships and the love aspect of the characters and the laughter. Whereas um, the Ricky Gervais version is just, uh, <laughs> this is hard to watch. It's the mm -hmm. same thing with Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Um, I just, Avatar, Avatar is the best. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Avatar too. I've never seen it, but here's the thing. I really liked Bojack Horseman and I was, and I was real into it. It's incredibly well done. It's weird and quirky too, in addition to being very, very emotional and like substantively emotional and, and real in that sense. Uh, they also do stuff when you said the cha on the moon for the tick, they have the Hollywood sign because they steal the D and then it's like that yes. ongoing. Um, of course, I've seen that already now, you know, like, but it was still cool in that. 
great voice acting, great characterizations. It got hard for me to watch somebody can keep making the wrong choice. You know what I mean? To keep doing the wrong thing. I love superheroes. And one of the things I love about them the most is they always make the right choice. You know what I mean? Or even if they don't make the right choice, they want, they make their best choice. And it's that kind of like morality that I love about one of the things I love about it. In addition to the powers. So Bojack Horseman is like the opposite of that. And it kept looking like he was going to turn it around. I think maybe he does later on. I heard it kept looking like he was going to turn it around and he didn't. And ultimately some event happened and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. You know, it's so good, but he keeps doing the wrong thing. And it's sad, you know, for him as a person, it's sad. And for everyone around him that is affected by his poor choices. And it's so well done. But I've heard so many good things about Avatar. You guys love it. Avatar. <laughs> but just, and thank, thank you, Brian, for your vote. But just to that, when you were talking about BoJack Horseman, hasn't that been pretty much the premise of a lot of TV over the last 10, 15 years? You know, like a lot of shows have been built up on these anti-heroes um, who basically, I mean, one of the best shows of all time, Breaking Bad, is about a guy who makes bad choices, you know? Uh, Yeah, I haven't seen that show. I mean, Seinfeld is similarly, they always make bad choices. I love Seinfeld. It kind of took me out of it for a couple of years. I I got back into it. Um, But it's all in the setup too. You don't think they're going to, you don't think they're going to be good people. You know what I mean? Uh, You don't think they're going to turn it around. You keep thinking that Bojack is going to turn it around and he keeps not turning it around. And, and also Seinfeld, Seinfeld is a comedy. Bojack is a comedy drama (laughs) where there's a lot of serious stuff that, you know, that kind of thing. Breaking Bad is what I'd like. But honestly, that was one of the things that I was like, eh, do I want to watch that show? You know? Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the second round of animated madness. We have, over the course of two days, gone through 64 cartoon series. We have now whittled it down to 32 cartoon series we will return next saturday next saturday we'll return to facebook live to continue with the animated madness uh jd brian i hope i can count on the two of you to return with me i love doing this This is so much fun yeah uh if i can be there i'll be there All right. This promises to be a lot of fun. This show, as well as round one, will be available on the podcast feed of Black Fribbles in the morning for your download and streaming pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. So where you can give us a comment, email us at blackfribbles at gmail.com with all of your thoughts and concerns and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Black Fribbles. And also join the Tribble Nation Facebook group where we are having lots of fun doing videos like this for all of you. And I also want to throw a shout out to everybody who was kind enough to watch us today and, um, yeah. you know, yeah. comments and, and some throw us some likes and stuff. It, it really brings another aspect of the show that I really enjoy is like yeah. getting a chance to chat with the, the people out there. We do. We do. That, that That's what makes it all the fun. Watching everybody's comments and, and yeah. that makes it a ball. I, uh, this is my favorite part. Now that we've started doing video stuff, man, I, that's my favorite part now because we don't get that on the audio version. Yeah, yeah, you don't get that instant uh, feedback, you know? Yeah, 
yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, JD, um, Brian, uh, tell the people where they can find you. Let's start with B. Where can they find you, Brian? Uh, I am at brianliebdesign.com, brianliebdesign.com. Uh, it's mostly a design website of mine, but you can also reach me there. And uh, I can't. I can't keep talking when there's a Muppet coming up next. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, you can you can email us at coldpopgo at gmail.com. You could go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Give us your money, fuckers. Dude, rude. What is, I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, I didn't this know is... it was going to be like that. Now, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, it's slipping to the happy time murders. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right, and and feel free to uh, hit us up, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, until next time, hailing frequencies are closed. Be safe um, and be good to the medical professional in your family or in your sphere because they are doing heroes' work right now in these crazy, crazy times. All right? For all the triples and these two knuckleheads, this is the bad triple imparting. We say hailing frequencies are closed. Deuces. Bye!